Can Zion Williamson become the next Joel Embiid and win the NBA's MVP? The blueprint is out there thanks to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's Thursday's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans at NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. We got a show. Here's how Zion can become an NBA MVP and lead the Pelicans to the playoffs. It's actually... It's more difficult than you might think, but it's not as hard as you might think either. And I'll explain what that means in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. No one else comes to you like this. Looking at all the topics you want to hear. Just because it's the off season, we don't take days off. Monday through Friday, if you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. In tomorrow's show, we're going to look at what the Pelicans would do if they got the number one overall pick. And of course, comment down below on YouTube as well if you want to support the channel. We're free. We don't ask for money. There's no Locked On Pelicans Plus or anything like that. You just tune in. So support the channel in any way that you can. So Zion, MVP, is it a possibility in the future? And based off Joel Embiid winning it the other day and running away with it, right? It wasn't even close. He... Like 300, 600 points more than Nikola Jokic. Two, Jokic and Giannis were close. Embiid ran away with it. And he's who I would have given the MVP award to if I had a vote. I would have done it in that order. And this is kind of remarkable. Because if you go back to jo- the beginning of Joel Embiid's career, the first three or two years that he after he was drafted, he didn't play a game. He did not play a game the first or second year after he was drafted. And then in the third year, he played just 31 games. The first three years he was in the league, he played 31 games. Through his first four seasons, he played 94 games total. Does this sound a little bit familiar to you? And when you look at it, Zion Williamson's actually ahead of that. Through his first four seasons, he's played 114 games. That's 20 more than Joel Embiid has played. And Joel Embiid has become one of the most dominant players in the NBA and just won his first MVP award. And the Sixers, even though they lost to the Celtics, waited to watch it, are having some playoff success. And it goes to show you that Sometimes things can turn around for these players. In the next segment, we'll kind of go into why you can't give up on a guy like Joel Embiid and Zion Williamson. And in the third segment, I want to look at Zion and what he needs to do to become an MVP like Joel Embiid, because really the parallels are, there's just a multitude of them. 
when you look at everything that has gone on with Joel Embiid to get him to this point in his career. It really took him a couple of years to kind of figure it out because of all the injuries that he was dealing with. Foot injuries for the first two years, torn meniscus in his knee his third year, maybe not taking the rehab as seriously, and it looked like he wasn't. This is a guy that at age 22, 23, same age that Zion Williamson basically is now, was dealing with the equivalent of what someone who's been in the league for 10 years has to deal with. You're maybe not equipped to do that at that age. And when you look at the history of the Philadelphia 76ers medical training staff, it's worse than the Pelicans. It's way worse than the Pelicans. And that should give you reason for hope. It's not as bad as that. And look at what Joel Embiid has become. He overcame all of that stuff. You know, when you look at the injuries they had to Ben Simmons and the way they kind of handled all of that, the way that they handled some of Embiid's injuries, throwing him back out there, when he had that torn meniscus in his third year, it was clearly torn and they made him, basically told him he could play on it for like 10 plus games. And that's a terrible idea. They had other weird injuries to guys like Maxi and other players. Um, Zaire Smith was one of them too. There, there were huge issues, including some that were life-threatening to some of their players. So when you look at what the Pelicans medical staff is going through and what they're dealing with, and I'm not saying they're great or anything like that. I'm not really passing judgment on them with that. Other than they ain't as bad as what was going on and the weirdness that was going on with the Philadelphia 76ers. So if Joel Embiid can overcome a lot of the stuff, things that he went through his first couple of years in the league, there's no reason to think that Zion can't. Think back, if you're an everydayer, to the show I did on load management earlier this week. I don't think it really works. It, it didn't even work for the 76ers. I hadn't seen some of the examples from them. They tried to load manage uh, Joel Embiid and get him ready for the playoffs, and that didn't happen either. Freak injuries just occur, and sometimes it's just bad luck. And there's nothing more to it. The will of the basketball gods, if you will. That will and will, that's not great. But the whims of the basketball gods, if you will. There we go. When you have that, there's just not much you can do. And when the player doesn't take their job as seriously or doesn't even know how to approach it as seriously as they need to during the season, well, it's going to lead to them missing games and not having the success that they want. But they can figure that out. You know, people mature at different ages. The light bulb goes off at different times. And that's why in yesterday's show, I said, you really can't trade CJ McCollum because he's seemingly one of the few people that can get through to Zion Williamson. And if you need Zion Williamson to mature, to take this more seriously, and we'll talk more about that in the third segment of today's show, well, his potential is Joel Embiid. And Joel Embiid figured it out. That maturity came while also still having fun and being a professional NBA player and doing, you know, all the benefits and life stuff that just comes with all of that. But he figured out the maturity part. That was a big knock on him for those first three, four years in the league. Drinking Shirley Temples, right? Not eating healthy, not taking his rehab right, just on Twitter the whole time. There's... It sounds like we could say some of those things. He's not on Twitter the whole time, Zion, but the habits that take a while to kind of figure out and you need a veteran presence there. So don't trade CJ McCollum. And that's why he is more important to the Pelicans off the court than maybe on it. But it's also why 
you don't give up on a player as talented as Joel Embiid. He's led them to the playoffs many years in a row now. They haven't had the success they want, but look, just getting in there seems pretty good. I'll take that here in New Orleans. So this shows that you don't give up on massive talent like Embiid or Zion Williamson because when they put it all together, as Joel Embiid does, they win the NBA's MVP and look good in the postseason. And so let's explore that a little bit more when it comes to Zion Williamson coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by eBay Motors. I work on all my cars. I got the 1976 Corvette out there. It's getting a new window put into it. Long story. I just put new brakes in and everything fits perfectly. And that's because I order the parts over at eBay Motors. With their eBay guaranteed fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. You just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. You don't want to try and go with a budget part necessarily. Put it on there and realize it's off by an inch. It's off by a couple of millimeters or the bolt sizes don't line up. And now you're trying to kind of bubba this thing up and it's not going to be safe and it's not what you want. Just get the parts that fit and you can do that at ebaymotors.com. Get the right parts, the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. No one else comes to you like this, giving you the insight to the team like this every single day, even in the offseason. We're going to be five days a week through free agency, and then we'll take a little bit of a break where I drop to three days a week. So plenty of shows still coming. Please support the channel by becoming an everyday or listen Monday through Friday tomorrow on the show. What do the Pelicans do if they get the number one overall pick? And if you really want to support the channel, comment down below on YouTube or leave a five-star review with a comment wherever you get your podcasts. So Joel Embiid gives the Pelicans a blueprint for not giving up on Zion Williamson and what you need to do to try and maximize a guy like this. And this is a team that had a significantly worse medical staff, in my opinion, than the Pelicans do. So the foundation, I think, is already there. Doesn't mean the Pelicans should not evaluate the medical staff, but I do think when you look at a lot of these injuries, they're just freak things that happen, and it's more on the players to grow up and handle these injuries in the best way possible. More on that coming up next in the next segment here. But with Embiid winning MVP, with the Philadelphia 76ers having stolen, despite losing, home court advantage in their second round playoff series against the Boston Celtics, it shows why you don't give up on a guy like that. Embiid, Zion are the guys that you hope to get in the draft, that you hope to get in the top three where they were both drafted top five picks. When you look at players around the league, when you look at them coming into the draft, when you're starting to kind of project them out, when you look at their ceilings, right? When you look at their NBA comps, one of the things you look at, particularly if you're drafting that high, is all is this an all-NBA guy or are they an all-star or are they just simply a good starter? Or are they a super-duper star that can win NBA MVP? Embiid was one of those guys that you put in that could win MVP. When you look at a guy like Zion Williamson, 
that was a guy that you go, yeah, I definitely think he can win NBA MVP. And you don't have a ton of guys like that in the draft, right? Marcus Smart was drafted sixth in that draft. And I liked Marcus Smart in that draft a lot. I didn't think he could win NBA MVP. Julius Randle was a guy out of Kentucky I liked too. I didn't think he could win NBA MVP. Maybe, I thought Smart maybe could be an all-NBA guy, but maybe wouldn't be, but was just going to be a solid player. So when you look at guys in that draft, in those drafts, and you try to kind of project the ceilings out, and you get one that you actually feel is like, oh yeah, that dude could win MVP, you take them and you try and wring every ounce of success out of them. When you look at Brandon Ingram, and this you can comment down below in, on YouTube if you want, do you think he could win MVP? NBA MVP. Do you think he could be the MVP of the league? I'm not sure. He's very good. He could be on an all NBA team. Could he win MVP? And don't give me that like in theory, anyone could win MVP. There's a specific type of player in the things that they do to elevate their team. And Zion is one of them. And that's why you don't give up on a guy like that. Because when the light bulb goes off and they become everything they need to be, you're going to start winning. And they're going to do special things for that team. And if you trade him, you're not getting a guy with a ceiling like that back. And if you're kind of looking at it in a black and white sense of win a title or nothing, all or nothing, if you're not first, you're last, you need the MVP level players, the ones with the talent to do that. So if you were to trade Zion, you're not going to get that back. You're not going to get that back. And... You know, I saw someone, was it on Twitter or in the comments down below, talked about a trade with Zion for Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren, whatever the Thunder first round pick ends up being, and a couple of other things. And it's like, yeah, it's actually a lot for Zion. I don't know if the Thunder would necessarily do that. They might. Holmgren, I think, can be an all-NBA guy. I don't know if he can be an MVP-level player. He's he, he, I got to see more of him in that injury the first season worries me, but... Do the Pelicans get better in the meantime? And is that a team that you can win a title with if you don't have the guy? And I'm not sure. And so you look at a trade like that and you're like, oh, it's not a bad return. It's missing the centerpiece. Unless you think it's Holmgren, unless you think it's Giddy or, or one of those other players. And it's not Giddy. It could be, could be Holmgren. Anyway, so when you have the guy that can win MVP, just try and maximize the talent. Try and maximize the talent. You know, when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, they have an aggressive GM in Daryl Morey who is relentless when it comes to trading picks, flipping guys around that don't work, and, and just doing whatever it takes to put the right guys on the floor, right? Look at him trading for James Harden. Look at him sending out Ben Simmons in said trade and all of those moves that he has done to really be aggressive. You know, they traded for Jimmy Butler. They've done everything they can to try and build a winner. And I love that aggression, that attitude there, spending those picks. Now, they're different market than New Orleans, but it shows you that once that guy gets healthy, you can build a competitive team around him a whole lot easier than it would be if you have a lot of cast-off parts, even if those guys are talented. So you just can't give up on someone as special as Zion Williamson with what we've seen him do. Guy has barely played, not barely played, hasn't played a ton of games in four seasons and was voted an all-star starter twice. There's so much talent there for the things that he can do that no one else can do in this league. You just can't give up on someone like that. 
And if that means that David Griffin would get fired, I'm sure David Griffin is happy to go down with the ship and lose his job because he tried to maximize Zion Williamson rather than maybe play it a little safer and maybe extend his time here. I actually do think that about him. And I think that's a great attitude to have from the person running the team. Maximize Zion. Keep him on the court, whatever it takes. As I said, that is the theme of the offseason. Because when it works, and the light bulb goes off on them, and they start doing what they need to do, teasing the next segment here, you become a special team. He becomes a special player. You can win NBA MVP. And Zion Williamson is absolutely capable of doing that. But what's he need to do? We know what the team needs to do, right? Shooters around him. Those type of things. Maximize the roster, blah, 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 blah. What does Zion need to do? Because that's where he needs to look at Joel Embiid and put a freaking poster of this dude up somewhere where you can look at him every single day. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you, and you never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. You're one of those people that wants to help out others, and at the end of the day, you're just exhausted, and you feel unfulfilled. There's needs that aren't getting met. You know, when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out, and therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're not your best, you're not going to be able to help other people to the best of your ability. I've personally used BetterHelp. I like that it's online. I like that I can schedule appointments around just my schedule. I'm busy during the day. Some days, I, you know, I have an hour free here, an hour free there. You can fit the therapy appointments in. I don't need to get in my car and drive, and it's not a whole two, three-hour ordeal. Appointment starts, I'm right there, appointment's done, and I feel so much better. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA to get started. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Here Monday through Friday, no one else comes to you like this, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. Everything. I covered all. The draft, free agency, trades, st- what Zion needs to do, what Brandon Ingram needs to do, why guys aren't being traded, why, and we'll look at next week. Who's probably not coming back next year and who shouldn't come back next year as we'll start to kind of see next season's roster take shape a little bit. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. It's also available on YouTube. If you want to support the channel, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday and comment down below on YouTube. Should the Pelicans give up on Zion or are you just going to go down with the ship and say like, no, we're, worst case is everyone gets fired and you just go into a rebuild. So we know what the team needs to do. Evaluate the medical staff, see if there's anything that needs to be tweaked or if that's good and you determine it's good, it's good. Okay, we can roll from there. Make sure you have shooters, the right players around him. Maybe add a point guard to help CJ, which then is going to make things better for Zion Williamson too. All of that. But what about Zion himself? Because as the theme has been this offseason, that he needs to be on the court and the Pelicans need to get his buy-in to do that. Well, that's his buy-in, right? That's a him thing. Because he's shown flashes of being that consummate professional that he needs to be. 
I want to be very clear on that. We've seen it. We saw it this year. He came into the season in unbelievable shape and was playing fantastic basketball. This team lost Brandon Ingram for how long and you still had Zion going out there and led them to a seven-game winning streak? This guy was putting up 26 points on 16 shot attempts per game, 61% from the field. He was even actually shooting well from three in limited attempts, so we don't really talk about it. Best free throw percentage of his career getting to the line as many times as he did two years ago, and dishing out 4.6 assists while rebounding really well. Special, special player. Showed you the talent because he was in shape. It wasn't a fluke that he was doing all of that. It's when the going got tough that that's where we don't know really what went on. You know, we've had reports that he wasn't going to be medically cleared because he wasn't in shape from the injury to the hamstring and maybe doing all of the rehab and everything and attacking it in the right way. You know, we've seen some ideas of maybe he's unhappy with the team too. There's clearly something going on there, whatever it might be. And look, the same thing was said about Joel Embiid too. So when you say, you know, Joel Embiid just had to get healthy, no, it was more than that. There was a big maturity issue there with him. There kind of always had been for a little bit. And it seems like this year was the past two years, the year they really started to go away. Maybe even three years because he was runner-up in the MVP the past two years and kind of finally broke through to win it this season. So he is a guy that Zion can look at and go, oh, he figured it out. And look at what he's doing now. He just won the NBA's MVP and he's going to go down in history for that. Zion wants to leave a legacy. All of these players do. MVP will take you really far in that in that regards. So when Embiid started eating healthier, doing his rehab properly and attacking it right, you started to see him flourish and start to get healthy and stay out there on the court. And that was really big and important. He hasn't played under 51 games. And you know, one of those is the, the two of those, the COVID shortened seasons, right? The two 51 that he's played, he played since his third year in the league, 63 games, 64 games, COVID, COVID, 68, 66 this year. That's great. You know, during that stretch, when he's finally been, oh, I just clicked on the wrong thing. When he's been healthy, the dude's a monster. He's unstoppable at times, right? He's averaging over these one, two, three, six seasons, 28 points per game and 11 and a half boards while shooting 50% from the field. Zion shoots better than that. It's incredible how good Zion could be. Look at what Joel Embiid did. Right? We know he has the basis of this. He's got a personal trainer. He's got a personal chef. All of those things matter because he came into the season in tremendous shape. Why does that go away during the season? Why does that go away when an injury comes up? When he puts that together, and maybe Joel Embiid serves as an example to him with that, he's going to be unstoppable. And we will be playing more. And this team's going to win. And they'll get into the postseason, and it's only going to be good things all around for everybody. And that's what Zion needs to figure out. That is a him thing. The team needs to nudge him in that direction for the, the epiphany, the light bulb going off as much as possible. Maybe the teammates need to do it too, like CJ McCollum. But here's the blueprint for it. It's right there in Joel Embiid's career because the parallels are uncanny from the get-go. And it tells you why you don't give up on a talent like Zion Williamson, like Joel Embiid. Because when it all comes together, 
Maybe there's a little bit of hope mixed in with that, but what can you do? You're not going to trade the guy. I already did a show on why they're not going to trade the guy. When it all comes together, you start winning. Things are really fun and everyone's happy. And that's all we want to see here in New Orleans. Let's see if this serves as an example to Zion Williamson. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about what the Pelicans do if they get the number one overall pick. Wemby, trade it. We'll look at all the scenarios coming up in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. See you all then.